Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, welcome into a Monday edition, post-vacation edition of the J.P. Peterson Show. We are so glad to be back with you guys. We got so much to get to today. It is uh, a jam-packed show because we got lots to talk about from last week and yesterday. Crazy stories out there. Shohei Otani becoming a, a Tampa Bay Ray? Is that even, like, possible? Tom Brady coming back to the Bucks? <laughs> Come on. That definitely ain't happening. We got uh, stadium news to talk about for the for the Rays. We got uh, we got Buck stuff. We got just about everything. So sit back and enjoy. We got two hours of local sports coming your way. Brought to you by the great folks at the Jeeves Law Group Bay Area Modern Medical Center. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the show because we got a lot to get to. Good morning to you, Nick Geddes from On Three Sports. How was your vacation? Was it good? Uh, fantastic. I'm uh, I'm your newest floor. I mean, your newest local floor right I've been here. laying some plank. I've been laying some plank. Laying some yeah, plank on your vacation. Yeah, that's, that's a good way. That's what happens when you get a bad, do that. You get yeah. a bad quote and you just have to look at your wife and go, Whether you're laying plank, laying pipe, laying the moon plumbing, whatever you're doing, that's a good vacation. Ain't no doubt about it. Okay. Ain't no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, so you got that done. Congratulations. No, I'm halfway done. I'm, half, I'm one room upstairs done. Welcome to home ownership. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. Why spend the weekend, you know, going out playing golf and stuff when you oh, play some Oh, my goodness. Can I give you my quick golf story real quick sure. of the week? Because yeah. I, I was so excited to have the week off, and I was like, I'm going to go play golf because I don't really play anymore. And so I got all excited. I went on Thursday in the morning. I got a morning tea time where before it gets super hot outside. Casey came with me. She brought her book and everything. She was excited. She likes to drive the cart and all right, that. Right, yeah. <sighs> what happened? I left after four holes. Why? Was it that bad? I I'm, get it airborne? I am here to report I might be done playing golf forever. Really? I think I'm done. Because well, it was so hot? No, no, no. I'm so bad. Well, you play once every two months. You I suck. Okay. Kind of well, play. here's the problem, though. You've seen me play a few. Last time you're, you saw me play, I, it was not player. a great day. No, you're a but decent I, player. But I would say I'm you're, a decent player. You're a, you're a 16 <laughs> handicap. Legit. Yeah. Okay, well, let me tell you what happened. I swung and missed four <laughs> times. Four times? In, in four holes. I lost seven balls because <laughs> instead of hitting them straight, they just went directly like you would have been in harm's way right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fun. So you had, it the, wasn't you fun. had the shanks and the misses. It wasn't fun. Yeah. I had foursomes all around me. They paired me up with somebody. Oh, and I was God, embarrassed. That's the worst My thing. manhood was taking a big hit. Right. And I was just like. You're miss swinging and missing. I was guy, like, the, they paired with here. you with someone. You're like, I was oh, like, no, we I'm are. Doing this. We are out of here. So I pay, I'm embarrassed to say it. I paid $75 <laughs> for golf and, and balls, and I left after 45 minutes and four holes. Oh, wow. And instead, I went to Lowe's to get flooring equipment, and I came back home, and I got on my hands and knees, and I did flooring. Yeah, that's... And a, I, felt, I felt a lot better then. But I even like... snapped my club. Did you see what I put on Twitter? I actually... That was my breaking point. On a par three, I put it in this little lake, <laughs> and I legit was walking back, and it was just an in-the-moment thing. I have no six iron. I'm at six iron down. That's fantastic. So I think I'm done. I, that sounds like you're I done. I think I'm done. That sounds like you're done. So, yeah. There's my golf story for the week Definitely right not a Rory McIlroy finish yesterday, which no. was really cool in Scotland. He hit, did you see that two iron he hit into the wind? 210 yards. He, like, 
flighted it down to about eight feet and made the putt. Holy crap. I did. I did. Yeah, that was uh, Rory's ready for the Open. Um, and by the way, uh, speaking of the Open, um, Gary Koch was named the recipient of the Payne Stewart Award, the prestigious Payne Stewart Award, which is, frankly, the, the most prestigious award in golf. And um, anyway, we, congratulations to Gary. No better recipient. Uh, Dan Lucas will join us at 10.15. He also good uh, good friends with Gary Koch. We've been covering him in his entire uh, broadcasting and career. Uh, what a great dude, and he gets that award, and it, it is so well-deserved. So congratulations to you, Gary. We'll chat about that a little bit today. So so much to get to. So let's just get dive right in with the Rays. And, um, you know, it, I don't know if you could win two or three games in, in baseball, including sweeping a doubleheader for only the eighth time in franchise history. And you come in here on Monday, and I'm just like, this Rays team is just, it's, it's really bad right now. It's really bad. It's bad. It's bad, bro. Dude, bad. They struck out 21 times against Double A pitching yesterday. Or, or yeah, yeah, for the for the weekend. I mean, that's really really bad. I mean, yesterday was Brady Singer, and we'll, we'll, we can talk about him as well. What a what a day the local guys had. Kyle Tucker, did you see that Sunday night performance last night? <laughs> he was the best player on the field. Yeah, showed up, uh, Mr. Otani. By the way. Uh, what four for four? A home run, stole a home run, and the game-saving catch, diving catch, phenomenal catch to end it. I mean, Kyle Tucker is a legit superstar in this game. There's no doubt about it. Plant Plant High School's own, and Brady Singer was absolutely magical against the Rays yesterday as well. So this is, um, uh, yeah, it, it, he upstaged Otani. So we we can jump right into it. The Rays hitting is is exactly the way it was at the end of last year. It's awful. It's not to that degree. Yeah, I really? You strike out 21 times on Saturday to, I don't even know who the, Alec Marsh, who is in his third game as a, as a pitcher and a bunch of call-ups and a 27th man yesterday, you barely eke out a win against the, the awful Royals. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, the Royals, have been, the Royals have been a sticky team for the Rays all season. I think uh, they, 11% of their wins are against the Rays this yeah, year. How does that, how does that feel, make you feel? Now, this offense is just awful. Yeah, it awful. Can, I think awful is a stretch. Awful lately? Uh, I would last say month? It's been awful. It's been awful like in the last two weeks. But in the last two months, I would probably say I'd lean towards pedestrian middle of the road. The last three weeks to a month, it's been awful. The strikeouts are middle off of the, the charts. That's, well, I'm talking about for you being a contender. You can't. You can, you're not winning crap with this offense. The well, way it makes it now. makes you wonder what what they could do now as we're kind of getting closer and closer and, to trade deadline time, where we we've been saying like bullpen help and all this kind of stuff. But I got to tell you, the bullpen's been great. So now it's like I'm looking towards lineup upgrades. You got. You need a bat. You need a bat and a starting pitcher. Oops, there's one in all in one. <laughs> Shohei Otani. Mm, what do you say? What do you think? I, I think it's I you know as much as I would love to have a superstar like that in the middle of this lineup, I mean obviously it's all about what's the price. What's the price? I'm not giving up five five or six top prospects, a couple of them who are probably already in the big leagues, to get the guy who's going to be a rental because there's no way the Rays are going to sign him to a long term deal. There's no way. It's it's it, you know does it give you a shot to win the World Series? Yeah. Does it make you the favorite? You say yes. I don't even know if it makes you the favorite. Only well, American with this League. Offense. The American League. I think the Nationals are or Nationals. The Braves are clearly the class of the, yeah. the entire league. Yeah, yeah. We saw that before we went on vacation. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't think the Rays are in their class to be quite 
quite frankly. They're just below. And by the way, I said it was going to be 60-40 Rays to Braves fans. Friday night was what? I, I felt like it was like 75-25 Braves fans. Yeah. Yeah, because we priced our, 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 our team out. And then, and then I went out to Parks and Rec with my friends right after, and I saw about 100 Braves jerseys, people my age, at the bar. And I didn't see a single person like wearing like a Rays jersey that was my age after the game. Well, let me ask you this. How many people did you see at the game your age that were Rays fans? Not many. Not many. But that's been like a problem I'd always point out. Yeah, like you yeah. would think like, because I think St. Pete's downtown bar atmosphere is great for people like my age Fantastic. if you're into that kind of yeah, thing. I like yeah. it way better than the Tampa bar scene. Right. But it doesn't connect. For whatever reason, people don't go to the games first and then they're like, okay, let's go to the bar. They just wait till after the game's over and then they go to the bar. See right. what I'm saying? The yeah. two don't go hand in hand. But the Braves fans, like, and a lot of them made the trip down here. They're on right. vacation. They're be like, I was they're talking to out. some fans that came down from, like, they're up in North Florida, and they were like, yeah, it's just a four-hour drive, so we made a weekend trip out of it. Like, yeah. there's a lot of people my age doing yeah. that. Great time, obviously, for it. Yeah. But, yeah, 75-25 was my experience. Yeah, that's bad. But it was complete. was a legit sellout, though, obviously minus the upper deck. But it was a legit sellout, though, for what they had. But still, you know, with this marquee, with this marquee matchup, you get twenty five percent of people that are Rays fans. That's that's awful. Yeah, maybe I'm in, overselling in season, it, but that's a, what it felt like. In a season where you've been in first place the entire year, by by the way, Rays up by one game over the streaking Orioles, who have won eight, eight in, in a row. row. Yeah. That's that's the problem right here. That's the problem right here. I told you last month when the Rays were sliding, it's like okay, they picked a good time to slide because everybody's kind of just playing five hundred ball. All of a sudden, the Orioles have won eight in a row. Toronto's won four in a row and is eight and two in their last ten. Boston is eight and two in their last ten. The only team that can't figure it out is the Yankees. LOL, by the way. Yeah. Lost the series to the Rockies last place. Just saying. Bahaha. Bahaha. But yeah, that's kind of the problem right now. Is they win two out of three against the Royals, and it almost feels like they they really let a sweep get away from them, and they lost ground this weekend. If you can believe it. Yeah. And now. By the way, the schedule. Have you seen what's coming up for the race? Yes, I have. Tonight, have it right here in Texas. Yep. At home against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. At home against Miami. By the way, I'm glad we're. Maybe I'll rephrase this. I, I think we need to play Baltimore right now. So we need something. To yes, wake we do this need. Team up. We do need that. And then yeah. you're at Houston, and then you're at New York. Okay, you got five series here, and those are all going up into the trade deadline. By the way, right. So we're gonna find out real quick. Of what this ownership and, and, and uh, what they want to do with this team. Yeah, I just think that there are better remedies out there for this team. I do, too. Than going in, you know, giving away the future. for. And, and by the way, this is not in the Rays' DNA. And I feel like, you know, this. You know what I always say when, when, y'all, when y'all start going, Freddie Freeman, we're in the middle. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not I, in I it with Freddie Freeman. I think there was interest there. Uh, there was the one Soto thing, what was it, last year? Yeah. I think it, that was premature. It, it's stuff. It's, the Rays like to float this stuff out there to make it look like they're big-time players when they're not. And they never do squat. Well, and then I saw the, but then I saw when it comes to bringing big-time guys in here because they won't pay the money. And then you know what made more sense? This probably makes more sense of an acquisition. This was reported, I think, yesterday by Bob Nightingale, the U.S. Today, that the Rays are one of the teams that has inquired pretty heavily about Lance Lynn. Okay. In Chicago. Okay. Yeah. A veteran pitcher. Now, he hasn't had a great year. His IRA is over six, actually. Mm-hmm. But he's been a little bit better of late. He's got good wipeout stuff. And, you know, you put him with the Rays. It's hard Listen, to, when I don't, it comes to pitching, I don't judge what I they're trust, doing there. I trust that the Rays are going to acquire a pitcher. I trust yeah. them. But he's another veteran that's pitched in some big games. So I, I, I like the idea of that. And you probably could get him on the cheap, too, because he's having such a, a poor year. Jeremy Lowe or Lowe 
says uh, Marcus Stroman is another name to watch. I like Stroman, but yeah. that's going to require the Rays to get in a pretty good bidding war. And again, but well, again, what's the line there? Like, How aggressive like the are you going to be? The Rays have some really good prospects, and they've got a lot of them. So they, you know, I, I can, and, and this is a year where you do, like, if we're going to give away another Joe Ryan, I think we do it this year. Although, the, the, you know, the offense has scared the crap out of me lately because if they just go offensively dormant, but, you know, and you go out and give up to get a pitcher, at this point, I'm almost, I would almost rather see you get a big bat because I trust they're going to figure out the pitching. That's, thing. that's what I think where we're at right? right now. Like, the bullpen, I think they figured themselves out. Like, lately. if we're going to give up two good future stars. Right, and you're going to go like make a big splash. Right now, I would take a a, a power hitter than I would a starter. And, and do you keep? This is a question too, because Jonathan Aranda is is right now up in the majors right yep. now because yep. he's getting opportunities. Yanni's on paternity leave. Yep. If Yanni comes off the, the list today, which he's supposed to, he's supposed to. Do you want to send Aranda back down, or do you want to keep him up and try to give him some opportunities here? I want to give him some opportunities. Because I want to see We need offense right now. Well, I, that. I, I'm, I'm going to trade it. I'll figure out a way to get him in the lineup. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that, but to get, figure out a way to get him opportunities to almost showcase him a little yeah. bit if Major League Pitching. Either showcase him or get him, get him going. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see him go back down just for that moment because right. I want to see what he can do against Major League Pitching and extend it some time because I think he's looked okay. Yeah. He's had some big hits here in, in this whole week. Uh, but let's see if he can get something going here. Maybe he kind of bumps his value up a little bit more because teams are seeing him in the majors. I don't know if I want to send him right back down right no, now. No, I don't. I don't. And, you know. and he played first base yesterday, by the way. Right. And can we talk about Brandon Lau now? Are we, I mean, no, I'm not going to because I thought Brandon Lau had a, had a good series. A pinch hit yesterday? He wasn't in the lineup, but he got, he got on base three times the other day. He's the only player to get on base three times. I think Brandon Lau has been okay since he's... I wouldn't even say... I think he's been decent to good since he's come back from the injury list, and I feel a hot streak coming. Okay. All right. We'll see. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep crushing him until he gets hot because that's what I do. Um, all right. But back to Otani. I just... I mean, obviously, it's going to come down to the prospect, but this is just not... This is not the Rays' DNA. I think this is the Rays trying to insert themselves into a situation to make them look like big players when they're not. I, I just I, I, that every every fiber of me think, thinks that because, well, because that's what they've always been. Yeah, but I feel like again we've been talking about it. There's signs that they're starting to kind of reverse course or maybe get a little bit more uncomfortable with things. Mm-hmm. If that's the right way yeah. to use that word, yeah. um, and and trying to at least be in the mix. And everything every reporter that's out there says they're like as aggressive as any team right now. Well, that's what they're telling everybody. Right. But they're telling everybody, but I just don't I don't see it coming to and I don't, you know, frankly, here's here's a guy that has been bitching and moaning forever about getting somebody making a big splash at the deadline. And I'm saying no, not this guy, because it's a rental, and the hall's going to have to be a freaking Brinks truck. If you wanted to put out a another name, I told you off air was was Juan Soto, because yeah. I think he yes. might be out there potentially. I think you got about a year and a half to two years of control on him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd feel more comfortable. I would too. Splashing out prospects for that guy. Yeah. Than I would for Shohei Otani, because honestly, I don't. I if you ask me to put a package together for Otani, it, it's almost impossible. I don't know. I don't know. What is yeah. Shohei Otani worth for three months of his of his service? As, as, the fact that he is a unicorn, or or whatever you want to call it. I saw all the stuff they did last night with the smartphone and everything else. He's more like a smartphone than the Swiss Army knife. I'm like, because you can do it all. Uh, yes, that is true. Right. He's you don't. I don't know. I don't. There's never. We've never seen a player like this. What's he worth? I I don't know. 
It's just like, and I think it depends on the team. I just don't think it's part of what we, the, the Braves do not give up their future. If they wanted to do it, they absolutely could. They could. You, you won't find another team out there, in my no, opinion, that can I give agree. you a package like the Rays can. I agree. But, in, but if you sat, at, sat here and told me, okay, the Rays are going to pay him for the next, you know. And I don't even, I don't even know if I want to pay, even if the Rays somehow had some, you know, uh, they, they locked Stu in a room and, and, and put him away for five years, and they said, we're going to pay Shohei uh, $60 million a year. I don't know if he's worth it. Oh. Because here's the deal, especially for the Rays. You'd have ten million left over for the rest of the team. It, it, you're just, and I don't even know if, if it's uh, other than the Dodgers, and, and somehow this feels really like the Yankees because they're just so bad, and the only thing they have is money. Um, it's just, it's just like, can you put a team around somebody when you're spending seventy? Because I think the price is going to be seventy, seventy million a year on one player, and what happens? Well, God forbid that would that would that require... player who's who's doing ridiculous stuff in terms of what he's physically asked to do somehow breaks well, down and under, that just feels like under it's inevitable. that under that scenario which really isn't even likely but I'm just we're just talking about it the Rays would have to carry a payroll probably around 130 million <laughs> 120 130 million at least if you're paying Shohei Otani 60 million a year <laughs> they've never broken 80 and you're, they're going to go to 130. Oh, I, did I say it was likely? Hey, build a stadium in Tampa and you can get it done. <laughs> Didn't say it was likely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's bring in Dan Lucas from WFLA. WFLA Dan. The great Dan Lucas. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Boys, it's been a while. Yeah. And, uh, it's good, good to see, see your you smiling again. face there. <laughs> got the hair working earlier this morning. Go ahead. Complain away. Yeah. Well, I'm here to complain. Um you know, I'm not. I don't. I usually don't sit and watch the American Century Championship. It's not on my summer viewership. However, I I, I was interested this year because Baker Mayfield was in, in the field, and of course, our buddy Rondé Barber was in the field, oh, and Alex Kalorn was in contention for for the better part of two days. Uh, but so you, you turn this thing on, and it's like Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry with a putt. Yeah. Steph Curry's now taking a leak in the portalette. Let's interview Steph Curry while he walks 245 yards to his ball. I'm like, show some people playing golf. Hello? Hello? <laughs> it's the Steph Curry show. This is how I felt yesterday during the Astros-Angels game yeah. on ESPN. Yeah. It's like I didn't watch the whole game because I just couldn't do it with the broadcast. I turn in the second inning. We're showing right. random people wearing Otani jerseys in the jersey. We're doing a, a zoom-in of his little crown that's sitting on the bench. We're, we're talking about trades every other inning, but we're talking about a different team every single inning, so it's new, you know? And it's just over and over. And meanwhile, let's ask yeah. Dusty Baker about showing yeah. the other manager. Yeah, yeah. What, was it like to, so, well, what was it like to manage so, him in the All-Star game? Right. So they show Baker Mayfield on the first day, right? He didn't play well. He was near dead last, which we expected. But I, just, I like to see the different guys just to have fun and do the yeah. interviews, almost yeah. like when you see a pro-am. But so Baker Mayfield's one shot all weekend that made TV was that that par three seventeenth, you know, the one with all the boats on the lake there. And uh, his shot was so bad, it was way left, 153 yards, way left of the hole. It goes clink off of a tree, <laughs> bounces off the car path onto the green, about four feet from the cup. It was beautiful, and then he missed the putt. Oh my god! So yeah. <laughs> Stop. So you know, I'm like Baker. Come on, you were just given a gift by the golf gods. 
Well, this is, well, you know, the hope that's not a precursor for the season. Yeah. Although, I thought can, that. You know, I thought can, that. I guess by saying, you know, if he's four foot, I don't care how it gets done, just get it four feet from the cup and we'll, we'll go from there. But, uh, you got to convert. Yeah. I, no, I lo- actually, what's one of my favorite tournaments to watch because I've, I've played that course a couple times. Uh, so I know all the, all the nuances of it, and uh, and yeah, it could, it's a, usually a birdie fest for the better players. They play it so short, so it's always fun. But yeah, we're we're and the networks are just so like obsessed with the clickbait, right? It's got it's Otani. Yeah. We got Otani on this week. It's going to be all Otani start to finish. And here's Kyle Tucker putting on a performance for the ages. What do you right. four hits? Uh, the winning home run, robbed a home run, stole a home run, and then the game, then winning, the game diving winning catch, diving catch that was just phenomenal. And they're still talking about Otani at the end. Otani, of the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, this yeah. guy's a superstar in, in his own right. Hello. So, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, on when when Tucker was rounding the bases, instead of the cutaway of of the pitcher, it was Otani was the cutaway. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, and then and then depressed angels. I, I just I just came up with this one too because I saw this yesterday. ESPN we know is is very we don't we don't associate them usually with showing baseball highlights that much. You want to know the only highlight that ESPN posted yesterday from all of baseball? Was, ah, I'm gonna go with Otani. How about how about the sound of the ball on a foul ball that he hit last yeah. night? <laughs> I'm not kidding because it's Otani. Yeah, it's Otani. It was 114 <laughs> off the bat. And it sounded really good because our microphone was right next yeah, to it. Yeah, it's because the microphone was like on the bat yeah, I think or on the ball or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that's, that's what you get. So, But the question now is, Dan Lucas, would, if you're the Rays, do you give a haul of four future prospects and two major league prospects for Shohei Otani? Or a rental well, for a few months? Personally, I think the Rays have uh, the same odds as the three of us going on a on a three-way date with playmates of, of making that deal. But I'll say this. The one thing the Rays do have that makes it just intriguing enough are the prospects. Yeah. And so that if you're the Angels, you're fielding phone calls from everybody. Presumably the Yankees are the leader. Um, the, Rays, the Rays are interesting from their Angels' perspective. The Rays have to make a decision. Again, I don't think this happens, but if, if you're really considering this and you're going to call the Angels and make a serious offer, you have to ask yourself, are we a World Series contender? Is this worth going all in to win the 2023 World Series? Because 2024 may not be as kind to us because of making this deal, and you're going to get this rental who, remember this, uh, can get them over the hump in the AL East, which has now become an insane race. And then you've got to beat the Atlanta Braves most likely four times in a week and a half. Yeah. So you're looking for a guy who can start two games in the World Series within six or seven days of each other and then be available to come out of the bullpen maybe in a game seven if, it, if the rotation stacks that way, which is what a lot of the great pitchers have done in the history of the World Series. Yeah. Um, Otani could do that for sure. Um, but if you're the Rage, you better make damn sure that – you're going to get through. You're going to win the division, so you don't have to do that stupid wild card thing. Right, but and there's you've no got, assurances you, of that. Yeah. Then you've got enough to get through the particular teams just to get to the World Series. Uh, I think they are the best team right now in the AL, but uh, they're going to be – if you look at the brackets, they're, they're in the Baltimore-Toronto kind of side of the bracket right now, and that's those are hard series just yeah. to get to the ALCS. And then unless the Braves absolutely choke – 
that's who you're probably going to meet in the World Series. So this it's a tough a tough road for whoever gets out of the American League, and I think Otani should be a, a consideration for any team that thinks they are a World Series team. Well, do you agree in general that that a bat is probably their their biggest need? Because I think if you would ask this, we asked this question a month ago, and we were talking about bullpen, we were talking about potentially a starting pitcher with the injuries. But you know, you feel like the Rays could figure that out. But all of a sudden, this lineup in the last couple months, and specifically the last two three weeks, Duds. it's been hard to watch sometimes. I think they've, show, they've shown some signs of coming down, out of Nick. it. I, I do think it's slowed down a little bit, but I still think that that the, the injuries in the rotation have been devastating. And remember, when we first started out and you looked at the five, or was the four at the time because Glasnow wasn't activated yet, um, you, you, when you have elite starting pitching, that means you come to the ballpark every day knowing you've got a chance to be in the game and have a chance to win. Well, that, that's not the case right now. And so that's concerning for me, the Rays pitching. I feel like they're trying to out-hit their issues uh, and I think if you settled the pitching situation, that the, the hitting could kind of stay status quo. I mean, they took it forever to get going yesterday, and I don't know what what the deal is in these games where they where the some pitcher comes out and just has it against them. Remember Stroman and the Cubs? Yeah. On that game, and I just it's just it, it's just baffling. You can't you don't know, get a hit for five six innings, and then all of a sudden they string something together against the stiff out of the bullpen. But it's too late. The damage is done. They were down seven nothing. Four runs in the eighth inning should have. But that would have been tremendous if it were more like a three to nothing game or something. That would have yeah. been a tremendous finish to the game yesterday. But they were out of it. And, uh, to make it seven to four at the time was was uh, interesting. But you still didn't see them getting over the hump. And I, for for me, starting pitching, some type of uh, middle relief or somebody who can carry the bulk innings. Uh, right now, because like the Chirinos and that, they're just not getting it done, and and so I think that could that could get the Rays to the finish line. So you don't pitching. feel you don't feel the urgency to get a bat because I think <laughs> they need a bat. I think they need a big bat right in the middle of the lineup, and I would go out and find somebody, and I'd rather rent a bat uh, for for a couple of months and give up one prospect um, as, and and pay a lot of money. Now this is the thing I think if they and I don't know who this guy is, it might be Juan Soto. Right, it might be who you got it. You know, yeah, that's going to be a big ticket, and they've never really added a ton of salary at the deadline. I mean, Nelly Cruz was only about four and a half million, and I think that's the most they've right. ever done. So I don't know what Soto making now. I mean, he's, he's got to be in the twenty twenty. I'm not. I'm, I'm not quite. Yeah, up but to so he's, uh, yeah, he's upper echelon for yeah, sure. But I don't mind. You know, if I don't have to give up a ton of prospects and I can rent that guy, I'm just I mean, I just think this lineup is one big bat away from from getting back to what they were. And getting Yandi in there every day, and you put that guy, you put a Juan Soto in the four hole, or the three hole, and th- with this team, come on, he's at twenty, he's on a one year twenty three million dollar deal right now. Uh, so what a, are you paying, like eleven, 11 or twelve? Eleven, twelve million. I'll make that deal. Will Stu? Well, the one thing the Rays, the one thing the Rays are doing well is they they still have they're hitting for power, and what's happened is there's not consistent. Uh, power in the lineup. You yeah, got one guy getting misses. it done. The next day, somebody else gets it done. If you look, and I don't, at the, the home run leaders, I'll I'll pretty much bet that there aren't many clubs that have this many guys over 15 home runs. No, no. So but I think what, they, what has happened is now they're all think they're home run hitters, and they're not. Yeah, you know, and and they're all trying to hit home <laughs> runs, which is leading to a ton of swing and miss. They got to get back to what they were doing early in the season, which was not trying to hit home runs and just letting them happen. And I think their mind shift has just it's kind of screwed them up a little bit here. 
possibly. Well, we're going to find out really what's, what they're made of, not just over the next week, but over the yeah. next month, really. This is, this, this is brutal. Texas for three games. They're in first. Uh, the Orioles come to the trough for four. They're, they're probably going to catch the Rays mm-hmm. uh, this week. Even though the Rays won two out of three in Kansas City, Baltimore's won eight in a row. <laughs> and uh, then it's the Marlins, who are no longer the pushover Marlins. Yeah. Um, I think the I think the Astros are on the, on the Astros, slate yeah. after that. So yeah, this is I mean, at, and, and, and this is all North. going this is all going to the, into the trade deadline, which happens in the middle of this stretch. So it's going to be uh, definitely interesting to see what happens if if they're playing well. You may not see something drastic happen, um, but they have got to be buyers. Whether they do, oh, God, want, yes. you go with a bat. Uh, or in my opinion, an arm that yeah. can, can settle the rotation a little bit, get this pitching back in line. They've got to do something because um, they're good enough, and we're setting ourselves up again to not get over the hump. And, and uh, so I did. it's a shame to see this team from the start they had and the way they're playing and what they've endured and overcome. Yes. Uh, if, they, if they can't – well, first of all, if they can't win the division, that would be disappointing. And then if they just, you know – have another clunker in the postseason. What was it worth? Yeah. And one last thing on the Rays note, um, we're getting down to, to brass tacks here on the stadium, and I think it's been a very interesting couple of weeks, <laughs> maybe more behind the scenes, and I've been talking to a lot of people behind the scenes. The Rays have floated uh, a, a very advanced framework of their financial – I'm sorry, the, the Tampa Hillsborough side has floated a very advanced uh, uh, kind of – framework of what their financial package is going to be uh and i I believe it's been well received um with some key people now this is not the final edition i think they're trying to tweak it um but you know this whole idea that tampa's not a player in this uh, that i think has been you know promulgated more by the times than anything else is completely ridiculous number one Number, number two um i think they're very much in it and number three we just saw for the first time someone with some sanity uh, print, at the Times print an article about, hey, wait wait a minute, do we really need to spend $600 million on a failed location for a base, for a crappy baseball stadium? Because I'm going to tell you, what they if they build that, it's not going to be what, what you would get other places. No parking, whatever. But they're like, hey, we we may not have to you know spend this money to re-nourish the beaches and do stuff that really matters in Pinellas County as far as building a baseball, giving $500, $600 million to a billionaire who's going to sell the team, take the money, and leave us with a crappy stadium and a crappy location. So now they're like, oh, wait, wait, maybe there's some other ways we can spend this bed tax money than on baseball. So I, from what... From what I know and what I'm hearing, I think in the next couple of months or next month, we're going to see from both sides, and we're going to get some more specifics on, and I think it'll be a much clearer picture on where this thing should be. What, what, what do you know? What do you think? Well, I, I know less than you on it, to be honest. I did read the article about the, uh, you know, the beaches and, uh, you know, kind of trying to build them back up after the storms and that, so... Um, my friends on Indian Rocks Beach, they're coming. They're coming to help you. Helps on the way. Helps on the way, Bel Air Beach. Yes. Might cost you a ballpark. Yeah, right. But uh, I, I do, I do, I just, I read into the comments and the non-comments. Right. Uh, by, by Stu, and I just feel like quietly he's holding out hope that this is going to work out in Hillsborough County. I really do. And, and uh, the numbers are, or the, what you can attract. Uh, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I yeah. think it's obvious, but um, I don't know why it's taken this long to get the finances in order. Um, 
but it has. And I, anything to keep it out of a referendum, yeah. Um, as long as you can, to me, provides hope for sure. And combined with the fact that uh, Rob Manfred has egg on his face right now, yeah, over time. the uh, over the uh, Las Vegas uh, move, yeah. Um, that's a failure in his eyes, and he he insisted that he was going to help the A's situation before he would even touch the Rays. And that's just blown up in his face. And so, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I'm leaning towards a Hillsborough County solution here very soon. I hope so. Yeah. All right. And speaking of stadiums, the greatest soccer player in history was introduced <laughs> last night in that, <laughs> that shit box where I used to play high school football. Now they've, they've cleaned it up a little bit, granted. Did you uh, see the guys like... Home. So he goes in there, they pack the place with 20,000 people, right? So they have this stick. You know, for what it's worth, they did it like they do in Europe and South America when they bring these guys in. But it starts, it's pouring rain. And it delays the whole ceremony, right? So then you got all the the dignitaries are walking out on the stage, and David Beckham slips, almost (laughs) falls on his ass. And I'm thinking to myself, now you want Messi's family to follow this guy? They're all going to slip and fall. This This is a meme. Waiting to happen like any second. This is worse than, than the guy buying a pub sub. <laughs> and now it's all. And now, by the way, the winner in that was Publix because now even in like Spain, they're talking about Publix. I know, right? And uh, but I'm like, nobody fall, please don't fall, and please don't hurt yourself, Messi. Well, did you did you see the a lot of money? His first day where he was driving and he's like running red lights and it's like. <laughs> I'm like, what's like every the-? other foreigner on the road? He's here. like, he's like completely out of his like element. The public's videos are funny. It's like I saw all these different angles, and I'm like watching them, breaking them down. And there's a clear like, all right, I'm in Miami. I'm gonna go yep. in. This is a test. Let me see if I can get in here. And I'm just, I got no. I'm not going in disguise mode. I'm going in as Lionel Messi with my family. Let's see if anybody recognizes me. And it's like he's doing good. He's doing good. And then he gets around the cashier, and you see people taking pictures and asking him, and you see him clearly go like. Honey, give me the keys. Give me the keys. Give me the keys. Give me the I'm keys. Out of here. And he, and he's My out. question is, he's out. I looked. I looked in the cart, and I'm thinking to myself, "There's no way he picked up the Lucky Charms. <laughs> no way. That guy is not eating a Lucky Charm. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, you get the kids when you look away, they they throw it in the cart, <laughs> and they cover it up with all the other stuff you bought, trying to he get away. He doesn't know what them. Lucky Charms are. I mean, are Lucky Charms popular in Paris? Buenos Aires? I, of course, I don't know. you got to get the green clovers, yellow moons, <laughs> pink I'll tell you this. The, the, two days before the, 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 the deal was made official, I had looked up prices, you know, the, the secondary sites about tickets for all Inter-Miami's opponents. and They, they play at Orlando City yeah. in September. And so I looked up the, the seats, all that. And the seats were thirteen dollars and fifteen dollars. You know the no, right, you, you know it, the cheap seats. Well, so as soon as the messy deal was announced, I go back on the same site. It was over six hundred dollars yeah. per ticket, and I'm sure now it's it's even more. Well, insane. it's it's come down. I did this check yesterday, <clears throat> and it's so if you want to see the Orlando City play Columbus the week prior, it's fourteen dollars, like you said. <laughs> if you want to go see him play Messi, the cheapest ticket now it's actually down to two thirty seven. Still expensive, but yeah, that's, exactly. that's reasonable to see, like, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime player, I think. I, I think so. This, this Major League Soccer has, has done a decent job, and it's, and it's still a young history, 30 years, of bringing in the, the faces that, you know, David Beckham changed the league, 
and they've had big you know people who follow soccer have they've had big european names come into the to the game and but this is by far the biggest star there are very few athletes who are bigger than the product tom brady's one of them uh leonel messi is another one and this is going to be an absolute wherever they go it's going to be like the Beatles are coming to yeah, town. Yeah. And I think it's really good for the league. And I think that um, the league is in a spot where it has to be careful. It, it's not doing a repeat of, our, of the old NASL. You know, JP, as you know, I mean, probably yes. grew up as a, a Strikers fan. Damn right. Gerb and, Mueller, uh, they, baby. Yeah, Gerb Mueller and Ray Hudson. I was a Rowdies kid, so yeah. you and I were probably mortal enemies Absolutely. back in the day. Yeah. But uh, that league, ultimately, uh, it, was a, it was a who's who of washed out European World Cup stars, and they were fun when we were kids. But when you look at when you go back and you look at the the analytics, it wasn't sustainable. Well, that's what we have Saudi um, for now, Dan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we have Saudi for. Exactly. I just don't want the, I don't want these guys to price out anyone else to, to, to see things starting to fail because MLS is expanding. It's ridiculous, and what they're charging half a half a billion for uh, expansion fees, and that it's teetering on the brink of stupid. Um, so they need to be smart how they how they handle this messy thing. I think it's going to be great. I want to see him get on the field. I'm sick and tired of the pictures. I, I just don't understand how they can play. He can play in that stadium. It's a joke. I mean, it, well, this it, is a wake up call for him. Well, Andy, by the way, he's coming to a team JP that's dead last in the yeah, entire league. Terrible. Like so, yeah. so much of this, just I don't get. Like, what has Beckham promised him? Like, what the keys to? <laughs> To, to downtown he, he probably Miami. he probably has the same deal that Beckham had when he signed, and he was going to have the opportunity to purchase an expansion yeah. team and become ownership. So I know Beckham's doing that big ten billion dollar development down there that I think includes a soccer stadium, right? Yeah, right next to uh, Doral, that yeah. big property that's a massive complex, and and the soccer stadium is part of it. I, I believe it did pass. Yeah. Uh, and there, which is rare for a stadium. To when you, uh, I just said, never go to referendum. That's where stadium deals go to die. Right. But I think it, I think it did pass down there, and it's from the renderings, it's going to be really nice. So you know, the MLS stadiums now that you're seeing pop up are gorgeous. They really um, are. Yeah. And they're and the the capacities are perfect because they re- they realize they're not going to get eighty thousand, so they build these things to hold twenty six thousand. Unless you're in it's Atlanta. Intimate. Right, exactly. Well, I, I personally feel like Atlanta could build a stadium and, and, and have a nice thirty thousand crowd every week too. But, but um, yeah, there I've I've seen been in a couple of them and, and uh, they're nice. They're like the you know second tier type European stadiums which are popular. Yeah. Um, but that's what Miami's going to have right now. They're playing in that temporary thing, the one that JP used to uh, toss touchdown passes, and that's <sighs> yeah, that, stadium, baby. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, that's uh, what a that's going to be uh, humbling. Feet. His feet will follow mine. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Yeah, now. I'm sorry you tripped, uh, Messi. That was the ghost of JP that tripped you. <laughs> I think when the 30-yard line got me a couple times. Um, all right, so you did I see on, on Twitter you guys doing your Bucks promos right now? You're getting ready for Bucks preseason, right? Yeah, it's coming up. We're uh, gearing up. Training camp next Wednesday starts a week from Wednesday. Next so Wednesday? 26th. Oh, yeah, it's right. camp twenty six. Yeah. It's already here, and that's well, the other thing. When you, whenever the American Century tournament happens, and you see all those football players, mostly quarterbacks, in it, you're like, ah, oh, this is the last hurrah. This is the last. This is the last weekend of benders with your buddies. You know, you got to get ready, and uh, so it's it's uh, ready to happen. 
one thing we're working on, I'm really excited about is, uh, we're, we're going to do some neat things with Rondé, um, as he gets ready to head to Canton and, uh, get ready for enshrinement. So we're, we've been working on some, some cool projects and, um, you know, it's kind of a lot, a lot of behind the scenes and, and, uh, okay. a lot of work from our buddy, Bob Hanson. Nice. He's doing a great job. Um, so we're looking forward to that and, and uh, that's going to be great. And then we're going to talk about it all during the preseason on our broadcast. It'll be Rondé, 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 Rondé. Almost so like we're not going to talk about the game. Golf. It's just going to be all Rondé, all Otani. Is, is that what we're doing? Nick's going to want to watch. You're going to have your, like Baker Mayfield's going to hand off to Kyle Trask. And we're like, well, Kyle Trask is in the game. But Rondé, tell let's us about that. Let's uh, talk about that. Tell us about yeah, it. Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, Rondé. So, yeah, he won't. He won't let you do that. He's way too humble. He won't. He'll be <laughs> exactly. like, "We're talking about the game." Sorry, we're not talking about Rondé. I noticed you went for the chicken instead of the <laughs> the, the carving station. Why is that? Let's talk about that. Mayfield stoned for four hundred yards in the first quarter, but it was an interesting choice when you when you when you went horseradish instead of ajou. Tell me right. about that. <laughs> right. No, he will not let you do that. He will not let you. Right. But you're, what, so, do you have some thoughts on that? Because I, I think this week, I, that when I was on vacation, just reading some articles and everything, is everybody is just so down on the Bucks from a national standpoint. And I like the last thing I want to be is Joe Homer, but I just don't see this team being that no. bad. I, just I don't, don't see them being that bad either. The one thing that that concerns me, and they might have a decision to make, is with that bye week in week five. And the fact that I, I think the beginning of the schedule is a little bit brutal. Yeah. Um, I, and you can sit there and go, oh, this is a win. There's a chance they could be one and three going into the bye week. That's realistic. And if they are, now you got to sit. The playoffs are almost completely out of the question at that point. Now you make a decision. What do we do? Probably, you know, that would be if you're going to make the switch from Mayfield to Trask. Yeah. And then in, internally, <laughs> do you decide, all right, guys, it's, it's number one pick or nothing. Yeah. Um, it would be, you know, or on the backside of the schedule, you there are some two and three stre- stretches of two and three weeks where you can string together some wins That's if the, the team is going in the right direction. And is it worth it? You're going to go all in for a seven or eight win season, maybe not solve your long-term problems. Um, it's it, There's a lot of question marks for yeah. sure, but I think the first four games are going to tell a lot. What if they go four and oh? Can you imagine if they go four and zero with that yeah. schedule? But it's funny that it's hilarious. when you hear Carlton Davis talk, and you know, in that interview he did with Tyler Dunn, which is really cool. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, you know, he, and these defensive players are just like, look, we're 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 going to be good. We're going to be better than you think. The offense, I think, is going to be you know that that Forty ers Rams offense that seems to work with anybody at quarterback, right? Um, I, I just I, I just got a feeling, and and I think this whole. You know, and, and, and Carlton Davis mentioned the first, he's the first one, and maybe a couple others have kind of hinted at it, that, look, it wasn't all Tom Brady. You know, we won the Super Bowl with defense, by the way. If you didn't if you didn't check that out, by the way, go look yeah. at the playoffs. And there's a core of this team with Shaq Barrett coming back that is still here defensively. So, you know, not so fast, my friend. They, they, we're, they, this, it's not all Tom Brady. And I think that undercurrent of they want these guys want to show that it wasn't just Tom Brady. And that's nothing against the GOAT. It's just that these are alphas. These are men that have, that have for three years been told that it's all Tom Brady. And nothing, you guys did nothing. It was all the GOAT by, by the national media. And I think, that's a str- I think that's a strong driving force. What do you think? I think, it's, it's, I think the defense is going to be very good, actually. And I think in this division, which is still going to be crap, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, bodes, that bodes well. I do, I'm, 
you're starting to read and hear more about you know last year's off the field things going on with Brady, how that actually maybe impacted his, his dedication to coming to work, I guess, for lack of a better term, and, and, and what he was doing with his time. But uh, I would think for guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and maybe Tristan Wirfs too, you know, that core, yeah. Brian Jensen maybe, that it's time, you know, let's, let's have a fresh start because these guys are good, and now, you know, they need that point guard to, to make the offense go. If Baker Mayfield comes in with humility, I guess that's kind of he said the right thing so far, but he remember Baker Mayfield is is, is wagering on himself by right. coming here for a team friendly deal, and he is one step away from either an awesome deal or out of football, perhaps. Yep. So he is really he chose to come here to take that risk. Uh, I would think that he would keep his sense about him in, in many situations and not try to be all this bravado stuff. But who what he, who he's throwing to? Uh, Rashad White. If he's can can get this run game going with an offensive line that I don't think is as bad as being as being predicted, I agree. Um, there's a chance you're not asking for an elite offense. You're asking for a steady offense to score points, keep the field flipped, and let that defense eat. Yeah, and uh, that should be enough to win games. I don't think they're going to score a ton of points. I really don't. But I don't think they're going to have to. Yeah, I don't think they have to. This is this is vintage Bucks. When the defense would always dominate, you're holding the opponent to 17, you right. just need 20. Yeah. Doesn't it you know, feel like... I think you're going to see that. Doesn't it feel like, too, like, you know, even like we were talking about, we're talking about the Bucks. we keep mentioning, like, if Baker can do this, if Baker can do this. I haven't heard one person go with, man, if Kyle can do this. If oh, tra- it just seems like, as much as Canales gave a great, insightful answer a couple months ago about why they're doing this and how it did, how it worked out in Seattle with their favor with Gino and Drew Locke, like... Doesn't this just feel like there really is no competition here, no matter how much they want to say it? Like, I even got a kick out of the creamsicle reveal. You walk into the doors there. At, I don't know if you were down there or not or saw it. You walk into the doors there at the Bucks team shop, and they have the Baker mannequin and the Trask mannequin right next to each other when you walk in. <laughs> like, we're trying, they're trying to make the optics. And the but, Brady mannequin right next to that, by the way. Well, let's, go by, let's go by sales on day one, which, by the way, I heard they had, they had Brady jerseys, and they sold out. The guy's on the beach for crying out loud, or, or on the—he's in the Hamptons with uh, his his uh, white party, or whatever that was. He's hanging out with Kim <laughs> K. Dan. Have you haven't you yeah, kept yeah. up with the gossip? Can you imagine? Can you? Uh, and Antoine Winfield says, you know, there's a chance he comes back, oh and a chance God. for talking to him. I thought to myself, you want—he's messing around with a Kardashian. You want him on your football he's team? Out. No, are you kidding me? That uh, no, no Can way. Can you imagine her, her circus coming to training camp with Brady? Oh. Come on, oh. come on! You it's secretly you'd love it. You're in the media. Come on, we'd all love it. We'd all love it. Because those stories write themselves. Exactly. Hard knocks would be pissed. They'd be like, "Why we should have picked this stupid football team?" Uh, <laughs> exactly. What? There's a Kardashian there. Oh my God! What are we? Oh, Kardashian and Brady come in the Bucks camp, and we're over here with Aaron Rodgers, who's hiding from the cameras. Well, we did great. Yeah, he, he's really great job. He's really uh, uh, come. Have a great feel about him doing hard knocks. Huh? He's taken to that. He's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't uh, think so. Uh, all right, partner. Always fun to chat with you. Oh, we got to mention our good friend Gary Coke. By the way, I mentioned. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you uh, brought, brought that up because uh, yeah, he just announced a short while ago the the uh, recipient of the Payne Stewart Award, it's which big. is kind of a kind of like a lifetime award, but it, it's also a 
and a man of the year the a contributor Payton. to yeah. golf. Yeah, I like a Walter Payton man of the year award and, and uh, Gary Koch, who's who's uh, who did a lot of work for NBC. Uh, has had an active role in the Valspar Championship uh, and what it locally. does ch- charity wise. Uh, anything to promote the game of golf and also kids, uh, you know, being active. Um, just a true gentleman, uh, soft spoken, knows a lot. I love listening to him on TV talk about golf. And when he does interviews with us, he's so he puts everything in the layman's term. I he was the first phone call I made when the PGA Live thing came out a few weeks ago. Of course, and uh, he completely put it into perspective for me. And oh, by the way, he was running through the airport to catch a, a connection out west, and he was talking to me on the phone. That's the kind of guy he is. Um, so this is really, it's a big deal. It's going to be on before the tour championship. So within the world of golf, it's massive. And, and for the casual sports fan, it's a nice, a nice, if you don't know Gary Cook, well, look him up and, and, uh, appreciate who he is. Yeah. Appreciate him. It's, it's, look it's at a the big guys deal. that have won that award. It's a prestigious list of the, of the best and biggest names in golf and their impact on the game. And he fits right in. He fits right in perfectly. He's been that guy. He may not have the biggest star attached to his name, but the right. people in the golf industry will tell you he's at the top of the list. And that's why he got this award. And it's it's incredibly well-deserved. And uh, we're extremely happy for him. And fantastic for the, for the Tampa Bay area that he's going to be, uh, you know, he's, he's been a, such a big part of the first tee. And they've raised literally millions of dollars. And it's really yeah. helping kids here locally. Rogers Park is is going to open their short course here in a couple of uh, a couple of months. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. That's and awesome. He, and he's been the driving force behind that, and and the kids that have been helped. Uh, it's uh, it's innumerable. So, congratulations to Gary, and so so well deserved. All right, uh, Luke. Looking forward to your broadcast on News Channel Eight, and hopefully we can have you on plenty of times. You can tell us what's going on. A lot of secret stuff you're going to do with Ronda. I can't wait to see. Uh, lots of fun. No Kardashians. Cam, I promise you a Kardashian. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we'll see if Tom shows up. <laughs> right. KK and her ass in tow. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> All right, partner. All right, boys. The great Dan Lucas, News Channel 8. Check him out on the weekends and every night, 6 and 11. All right, we'll take a, a much-deserved break right here. We need to hit, get some uh, bills paid here. Thanks to all of our sponsors, the Jeeves Law Group, Bay Area Bottom Medical Center, Italiano Insurance, the Golden Diamond Source, Extravaganza Productions, and American Mortgage Services. Back in three. Stay with us. Hey, guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. 
JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back that doesn't happen with the jeeves law group personal attention is what they're all about when you call the jeeves law group you will be part of the family they will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies these larger companies will promise bigger settlements but it's the jeeves law group that will get you the best results if you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms check out the jeeves law group go to jeeveslawgroup.com tell them jp sent you get a free consultation It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here on this uh, Monday as we're getting closer to football season. Damn, the Bucks coming in next week. We're going to have great coverage of uh, of the Buccaneers training camp. So, God, this is going to be the hottest, the hottest training camp of all time. We, we got to get some rain, man. This rain. Holy this, man! This is why it's so hot. This happened a couple of summers ago because the last two summers have been fine. 
you know, because we get the, the constant rain every night and it cools everything down. When you go like two or three weeks without significant rain, everything just keeps heating up. And it just gets unbearable. Yeah, eighty-eight degrees yeah. with all the humidity at night. At night, yeah, it's it's unbearable. But yeah. but that's you know it's the weather. It's you know, it's gonna be, oh the Earth's gonna be again. The oh. Earth is not going to explode at the end of the summer. It's not gonna happen, folks. This is what happens with the weather. It's up and down. Because um, we had some of the coldest days of the year during the winter. Just, just we did. It's been an odd year. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, but thanks to our, our, our great sponsors, Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, uh, good folks over there. If you've got uh, an event coming up, whether it's small or large, maybe it's a Hall of Fame event, Rondé Barber, um, they are the ones that will help you out. They will set everything up. They can do the creative on it. They've got a warehouse full of props that are just unbelievable. They will make your event super, super, super special. And again, you don't have to have millions of dollars, all right? They work with big-time companies, and they do the biggest events, but they do smaller events as well. So it, just give them a call. Go to extravaganzaproductions.com. And they'll give you a free creative counseling. So you come in there and they'll show you what they can do. It's all free. So just check them out and they will help you out. And uh, great folks over there, Paul Thomason and Dolly and all my friends over there, really appreciate them being a sponsor of the show. And they do great work. So tell them JP sent you. Um, all right. So lots of other stuff we got to get into. And uh, we missed so much last week. The all-star experience for the Rays was, was really incredible. You know, the fact that Yandy, you know, goes yard. Um, Beautiful. Wander. I mean, I, when that thing, Ooh. oh, you, you know, he's going to tie the game late in the game. Um, you know, Rosa Reina makes a great play, gets a knock, and then, yep. of course, gets thrown out on the bases. But his, but his story was about the day prior. Yeah, and, and, and you know, what do you have, 83 home runs in the uh, a total? It's like the third or fourth most there's ever been in a, in a, in a, a single derby, I believe. Un- yeah, unbelievable performance. And, uh, and then I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to get Vlad. And if he had just got the, that 30-second bonus, he beats him. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, the home run derby. It was fun. I like it. I'm one of the few who likes it. I hate the format. The format sucks. I'm sorry. You got guys that are just swinging like, it's so quick. You have a sp- you have to watch it on a split screen now. Yeah. You don't actually see a ball go out. Yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. You can't see I it. Can't. And the crowd to me seemed dead yeah. because they can't digest right. every it's ball going, going out. Yeah, it's way too fast. Guys are swinging out of their shoes. It's going to create an injury. It's going to yeah. happen. And yeah. Luis Robert got hurt, I believe, and that's in his last final round. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I don't I don't like the clock thing. I don't like it. No. I think it's really, like, I want I, like, I like the old rules when the ball finally goes out, then you throw the next pitch. Yes. Why is there like this quick 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 thing? And I then I'm here it. to tell you too, by the way. Carl Ravitch, I mean He's not. He's not Chris Berman. He's not Chris Berman. No. He's not Chris Berman. No. He he is. I, I, I know, last night was like one of the few times I've sat and watched through a Sunday night broadcast, um, and I love Eduardo Perez. I think he's really good. I like Eduardo. I, I, I really do. Um, but Ravi is just. You know, I know he's the guy over there, but he's just so dull. Can we get? He's so. What dull. is Joe Buck is on the payroll? Yeah. What is Joe Buck doing right now? Right, sitting on a beach somewhere. We can't have him call baseball. They're, no, they're paying him a gazillion million dollars that they got to fire everybody else, and and he, we can't get. I mean, it's not his fault. So ESPN, hold on, ESPN could fire everybody. ESPN's just but we could pay Joe Buck twenty million to work fourteen nights a, a year. ESPN is that essentially what we're doing with Joe on Buck? So many levels. Is that is what we're doing Joe with Joe Buck? Buck? Seriously, I don't even get into the ESPY awards. Forget it. Set me off. 
but I don't, I don't want to do that. No, we do not. It's just they're they're on so many levels. Well, I just they think in general that was my thing that I'm yeah. upset about today. But, is, but is the baseball bar- broadcast is they're awful. Yeah. They are awful. They don't teach you about the game. I mean, the All Star broadcast was a joke. It was a joke. They don't even talk about the game. They didn't talk they, about they the game. They just want to be. They want to get some viral moment that has nothing to do with baseball. No, and, and that you know has, has all pop culture. And they want A Rod and, and and Jeter up there to talk about their days. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody effing cares. And A Rod, you're awful. You are an awful announcer. I, you're just so. You're like it's like listening to Kamala Harris. It's just like, oh, let me tell you about the stolen base and the new rules. Here's how it's going to work. And I'm just He's like, playing, shut he, the F up. A-Rod would... And does A-Rod's everybody a, he, forget what he did in baseball and steroids and lying and everything? Like, he has no credibility. The, Why the, is he even on the broadcast? The guy because he was married to, to Jennifer Lopez for a little <laughs> while? Is that Why is he even on the broadcast? There's so many more interesting people that should be on the broadcast. Go to MLB Network. There's so many great voices over there. Yeah, the guy to me is Jesus. like, he's, he's acting, but it's, yes. it's acting that you could see right yes. through him. Yes. You could see right through A-Rod so quickly, and that's why I can't take him serious. Jeter, when he speaks, I like Jeter, but Jeter, to me, looks like he's uncomfortable, and he's always been this way. He's like Jeter, not a broadcaster. Jeter, Jeter played in New York for 20 years, and you barely saw us into his private life. Yeah. He, was, he kept it so Mr. reserved Cliche. in New York. Mr. Mr. Cliche. Exactly. He wanted to do bad cliche interviews so nobody would talk looks, to him. That's what I'm saying. He never was a big fan of the media. No. Now he's in the media. And he looks very and he's only there because of his name. He's not giving any insight. He's not a good broadcaster. Stop giving me None big of them really that do. are bad broadcasters. None of them really give me insight. No. In fact, the one guy on the Fox panel that does give me insight most of the time, but he's hardly on because I guess he's not big enough of a name or he's not a Yankee or Red Sox, is Frank Thomas. When I, when, yes. When, Yes. I don't not not saying I want Pete Rose on the broadcast for no, obvious reasons. No, no. But I will be completely honest. For the short amount of time that Pete Rose was on the broadcast, and I remember seeing him and Pete and Frank Thomas talk about hitting. I got to tell you, it was really, really good. Yeah. But yeah. I think you got to find somebody There's else who could do that. There, I'm not saying you yeah. got to get Pete Rose. I'm just saying find somebody else who can talk about the game better and yes. teach me a little bit. That yes. is a lost start in broadcasting today. It's honestly in all sports, too. Yeah, and baseball is such an interesting game. And the way it's being played now with the athleticism that yes, we've never seen so, before. There's so many and great these, players. All they want to talk about is what people have yes, for breakfast. There's so many great players. Like There was a moment where Juan Soto was standing in front. And he's on deck right there. And they're showing that, they're showing that like behind shot of, of them on the first row eating popcorn, right? right? And Juan Soto's up there, and you know, he's, it's Juan Soto. This is yeah. one of the biggest ga- stars of the entire game. And they didn't even acknowledge that he's right there. We couldn't have some kind of story. Instead, we got Ortiz talking about his red Lamborghini, and, and Jeter's just sitting there like... It's, it's so bad. Like, what it's is so, this? It's so and then bad. on top of the fact that the Rays, of course, just completely didn't exist. I'm watching how, it. How do you just miss introducing all-star players? How do you just gloss over? Because people are so. The idea was that when the when the when the Mariner players were coming out, people were going nuts. That you're supposed to just gloss. How do you just? It's on your list. It's on your list of people to announce. Right. How do you just go past them? Because because they were cheering while Randy and Wander ran on, or Johnny who it was, or, or McClanahan ran on. That, that okay, they're they've already run on, so we're not going to announce them because people were cheering. Like, that's not the way it works. No, and, and the other thing, too, it's like, okay, well, how didn't you, like, you would think they would understand that, the broadcast would, and then when these guys come up later in the game, like, make a note, like, hey, you know, we, we didn't announce them, here they yeah. are, by the way, they're all-stars, whatever. That didn't happen. Wanda Franco came into the game, this, go, this went the entire game. You would have never known who was out of the game yeah. or who was in the game, because yeah. they didn't tell you. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, I was like, oh, Wander's playing short. 
No. I missed that. How long has he been playing there? I don't know. No, we just we need to get all the other accoutrement in there. But that's much more important. You know, How's it working out for you? Lowest out rated, on, lowest yeah. rated. You know, it's, it's higher rated than every other All Star game, but lowest rated MLB All Star. This game. is what we do now. Wherever your core, whatever your core audience is, you completely forget about them and cater to somebody else that doesn't even care about your product because you want to be inclusive. I mean, everybody wants to be inclusive. We all want to be inclusive. We that that is not a problem. But when you ignore your core audience to be inclusive, it's kind of stupid. And it's disrespectful to your core audience and your core fans that have been there and built your sport, whatever that sport may be. Yeah, and the one so sport, think about that a little. The bit. one sport that wrestles with that a lot is NASCAR, obviously. Uh, yeah, but you but think? I will, but I will but but I'm taking more in like them going to different type of tracks and trying new things, like whether it be the dirt race at Bristol or like, did you ever even see like the Chicago street race? No. No. You didn't have an interest in it? I, I heard when I was in Chicago, they were getting ready for it, so like I heard I, about like, it. But it was kind of hard to judge because it was raining, and it was like a, but it was kind of fun because it was like a slip-and-side fest, kind of. Yeah. But it looked like it was good, and it was the highest-rated race on NBC in six years. Yeah. Right? And right. so that worked. And now they're talking about And the guy that raced in Australia won it, by the way. Right. So yeah. there's a good storyline. But they're probably the sport that wrestles with it the most, but I think MLB is right there, too. A lot of their core audience has bounced out, I think, in recent years. Yeah, I agree. And, they, and, and, and that's why you're losing a lot of baseball fans. Because, uh, and, 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 and it's to sad me, because to the me, game, baseball has never been more entertaining that's what I'm saying. than it is but right now. The talent level across the board. Did you see Cruz last night throw a – Yeah, he threw a heater off <laughs> the first. He threw a 97-mile-an-hour heater from deep short to get a guy out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm loving he's like doing the, stuff I've never seen before in the game. Yeah, and I, and I like the fact that, you know – Theoretically, I shouldn't care where these guys are from, but I like the fact that, like, the game, it just seems like we have a superstar in, like, every country now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a global game. And Very it's really cool. Game. In certain countries, you know, they play the game with a more of a flair, and it, you can't deny it hasn't added to it. I mean, it's fun as hell to watch Ronald Acuna play baseball. Ellie De La Cruz, I, I'll put that guy up next to Otani's the best player to watch, obviously. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Ellie De La Cruz is up there. Yeah. He, he might be right behind there, most exciting player to tune in for. I literally found myself uh, re, like trying to find a Reds game. Because I, I grew up a Reds fan because there was no other in you know, South Florida. We mm-hmm. had no team. I grew up a huge Reds fan. And I've totally forgotten about them for 30 years. And now I'm like, wow, this Reds team is fun to watch. Right. They're super athletic. They're fu- I mean, they are fun to watch. And this kid, De La Cruz, is just he's worth the price of admission. But you wouldn't even, on a national scale... You wouldn't even know the guy exists. I I think, I mean, I see, like, I judge it by ESPN because I feel like we always say, like, okay, they're the top of the food chain, I guess, if you can even still say that. But, like, on social media, like, I'm always looking, all right, okay, what are they going to post? And I think they obviously post their fair share of Otani. When Judge is playing, they're posting a lot of Aaron Judge. But I think when Ellie's there, when he does something crazy, whether it was the week prior to where he he stole three bags in a span of two pitches, including Stole Home, that made it to ESPN. Yeah. I think he's out there. I definitely think he is, but uh, it, it definitely could be a lot better. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right. Um, let's take a quick break here because we're a little behind, and um, I believe um, Jason Romano is going to join us. He is um, the agent for Kyle Tucker and Brady Singer, and, I, and he, he can definitely jump in on this conversation that we're having as far because he played with A-Rod. I think he played with Jeter as well. He played with all these guys. Um, it's just it, baseball should be <laughs> enjoying a renaissance, and it just feels like it's kind of not because of the way they're treating the game. Um, 
So we'll take a quick break. We're brought to you by the great folks at Italiano Insurance who just saved me $1,000 on my annual premiums for auto insurance. My auto insurance went through the roof. They found another company for me to make it much cheaper. So thank you to Italiano for saving me all that money. They can do the same for you. 813-877-7799. Homeowners, auto, whatever. Let them save you money by doing all the work. Back in a few. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced 
or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue. That's my carrier. Love them. Paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show, brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group. If you have been involved in an accident, you want to get great representation, then get that personal attention that they will give you at the Jeeves Law Group. Yeah, big is great, but getting personal attention and people to call you back and someone that will fight for you personally is much more important, gets you a bigger settlement, and that's what they do at the Jeeves Law Group. J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. Give Scott and the company and the folks over there a call. You can reach them through the website, email them. They'll give you that free consultation to see if you have a case. If your car was totaled and you didn't get what you think you should have got, uh, they cover all of your expenses for uh, replacing that car. That's something they do really, really well. It's a sweet spot for them. So give them a call. It's free and find out if you have a case. J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. Um, and let's get to uh, a little bit of a few of the comments here before we move on to some other stuff. Um, and Jason Romano is going to join us here in just a few bit, in a few few minutes. By the way, Rich Hollenberg is going to join us on Wednesday. And as we as we rip these national media outlets for not talking about baseball, let's give a uh, an Emmy Award winning shout out to our friends at the Rays Live and Doug Wechter and uh, Matt Joyce and Denard Spann and Rich Hollenberg and, and the whole crew over there that do such an amazing job with their broadcast. And they keep it fun, but they also really entertain us and inform us about baseball. I think they, they strike the perfect balance for me for a broadcast. It extends to radio, too. Yeah. Uh, and it extends to the TV broadcast, yes. all of it. Uh, and that's typically the thing, though. If you want to really learn about baseball, the radio broadcasts do really a good. really good job. Yeah. And I've started to notice on the Valley Networks, at least, the the, uh, the color analyst usually is really good, like Brian Anderson. That was fantastic. He's really good and entertaining as well. But really, they, I think they have a, the, the perfect balance. So, um, Lonnie Wilkins uh, said the national broadcasts uh, and some others have these broadcasters doing a baseball podcast instead of an actual in-game content. Yeah, and they just go for these big names that don't, you know, that just don't, 
they don't do anything for you in a broadcast, but I guess they feel like, oh, if we put Derek Jeter on, people will watch. Well, no. That's what I was saying. No. Like I, I just told you, I think the best guy that I think is out there for teaching you about the game is a Mark DeRosa. And he'll, go, he'll give you a five-minute breakdown of somebody's swing on MLB Network, and it's amazing. Yeah. That guy needs to be on a national network on like a Fox or an ESPN. Um, Jordan G says, um, hit the Rays game in Kansas City yesterday. It was empty. <laughs> They're somehow going to get a new $1.2 billion Kauffman Stadium before the Rays get a new one. Baffling. I tell you, I tell you this, guy, guys, all the time. It's not hard to build a baseball stadium. Over 30 years amortized, it's not hard. It's, Stu Sternberg is the problem and has always been the problem. It's not hard to do. We could build one in Pinellas and Hillsborough County. Not at the same time. But we could have had deals done anywhere if we had an owner that wanted to get a deal done. He has never wanted to get a deal done until now, the deadline, because he makes too much money uh, at free Tropicana Field and getting all the revenue-sharing money. So it's not hard to do, folks. Everybody else can do it, unless you have an owner that's just ridiculously greedy like ours. Um, Rays need to go all in on Otani. Jordan G says he's a two-way player. You're getting a pitcher and a position player. He's what we need to get over the edge for a title. What do you but, but Jordan? You know, I, I are you going to give up uh, the the laundry list of guys? You know, no, we're not. I'm not giving up. You know, what would make me feel so great. What if the Rays got Cody Bellinger? Because all the Yankee fans would have a meltdown. Because all have you seen this? All the Yankee fans are begging for Hal Steinbrenner and Cashman to do something. Right? Of They're in last place. To. Yeah, <clears throat> they're begging for it, and it's so funny. Because they all want Cody Bellinger, who's on a tear right now. It looks like it looks like the MVP Cody Bellinger from a few years ago, and he's on a was he a one year seventeen million? He's a guy I wanted at the off season, if you recall, right? As a good bounce back candidate, but then he got to seventeen million, and I was like, okay, probably too much for the Rays. But now he's the former self. The Yankees want him, and then there was the report yesterday: the Yankees are kind of sniffing around him, but they kind of around like Randall Grichuk from the Rockies, and it's like you are the freaking Yankees, I know. and you're just. You're shopping in the bargain bins. It would this be is who ho- they are now. It would be hilarious this if the Rays were to upstage them and land Cody Bellinger. And and what did, well, I don't know where's his, his contract? That he one, just one year, seventeen yeah. million. So it's a rental. He's going to get a huge contract in the summer. You probably won't keep him. Right. But my goodness, that guy is exactly the prototype that you're looking for. Right. And I'll give up a couple of good prospects. I'll give for up him. two or three for him. Seriously. But not you know, but not five. Not no. six. No, you you don't have, have to give up for Otani. You don't have to. And the Rays and Cubs, I feel like the Rays and Cubs have been doing this thing for years. Every deadline they discuss something. Yep. And it for, I guess maybe the price scares the Rays away a little bit because the Cubs ask for a lot all the time, so maybe that's a problem. But maybe this is the year they get something done, either Stroman or Bellinger. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, Jeremy Lowe says, How about Nolan Arenado? Oh man, you talk about Mm. Mm, what a player. I mean, I love... I, I mean, Isak Paredes, if you actually compare Isak Paredes to Nolan Arenado this year, pretty close. I know. And Isak's so much younger than Arenado. I love Nolan Arenado. I'm putting that guy in the Hall of Fame. I vow he should have won MVP, all those things. But I just feel like that's going to be a large price. And I think he's under control, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you'd have to pay that salary for a long time. Are the Rays willing to do that? No, I don't think so. Uh, Jordan says, Shohei would bring in such an attendance boost to regionally. People will come to games just to see him uh, on the way to the race. First I, World I do Series agree with there. that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just, you got to put your chips on the table. I get it. But, you know, how many, you know, that's part of the negotiation. If, if, if Neander wants to, but it's a rental, man. 
You've got to get that World Series title. I get it. And, you, you know, you're trying to get a stadium done here. You're not going to get more attention on your team than bringing Shohei here. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I just think it's I – I don't think I don't it's think in their the, DNA. I actually don't think the Angels are going to trade him because I, they're only four – I know four games doesn't seem like a lot. They're only four games out of the wild card. And they, but they have a lot of injuries. Trout's injured. They're like 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They were really in the thick of it like a month ago. Yeah. I don't know if they're far enough out of it right now. Maybe if they continue this streak. Clearly their bullpen's not very good. No, and they can't pitch, all those things. Yeah. It's the same song and dance with the Angels. It's always been. Yeah, they need to, you know, if they can re- But I just, they should have traded him in, in the summer. They're going to trade him, but the owner didn't want to do it then. I mean, but the, the other thing, too, it's like, do the Angels even have a chance to, to re-sign him? They should. They, they, do they have a, a chance? huge market. They got a huge television deal. They can afford it. But then yes. again, you remember how Otani, at the All-Star game in Seattle, he gave that quote about how he spent the last two off-seasons in Seattle, and he really loves it? Yeah. I mean, that's a, a rival, direct rival to the Angels. How do the Angels feel about that? Seattle comment? is such a, a Japanese culture city. Yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. What, is Seattle city. the sleeper in this whole thing? Yeah, and if they get him, I think Seattle's proven that they're willing to dish out money if they need to. Yeah, they can, they can afford it. And show, you remember, Shohei brings a ton of money in t- Japanese. <laughs> yeah, and I revenue. think wherever he goes, I think the West Coast is perfect. I think it's going to be the West Coast. Yeah, I, I just oh, can't. I, too. I, I can't. That's why. That's why I just don't. Unless the, the Rays are not in it. That's why unless the Yankees go out and make the trade for him, I don't see an East Coast team that's going to get him. Yeah. I think that's going to be tough. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, uh, Jason Romano is going to join us. We've got to get him on the phone. And uh, who better to talk to about all these things in baseball? We're going to get to some bucks as well, folks, uh, after Jason. So don't forget about that. And we got, uh, we're got we going to talk about Wimbledon. we got about uh, Tanner Janot resign. We're going to talk about that. Well, there's some golf news. Lots more to get to here on the J.P. Peterson Show. Brought to you by the great folks at the Gold and Diamond Source. If you are going to get engaged, where else are you going besides the Gold and Diamond Source? they got the greatest prices, the greatest selection, and their staff is absolutely second to none. They will make you feel so at home, and it's a local company that does so much in the community. Let's keep it local. It's the Gold and Diamond Source, 3800 Omerton Road, always online at thegoldanddiamondsource.com. Back in two. Stay with us. Jeeves Law Group, have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms, and let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off 
Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fan Stream Sports. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group and Bay Area Modern Medical Center. If you are trying to lose some weight, just want to get your immune system boosted up, need a new primary care physician like I did and now have with Bay Area Modern Medical Center and Chris Lugo, just go to BAMMC.com and get on the cutting edge of modern medicine. Do away with all those crazy go-to-the-doctor-get-a-pill, see-you-for-ten-minutes-and-leave don't address the symptoms. They just address the symptoms and not the cause. That's not what they do at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. They get to the root cause and fix it. It's bammc.com. Hit the website, contact Chris Lugo and his staff over there, and get your body right. All right, let's welcome in our good friend Jason Romano, former number one pick out of Hillsborough High, played for the Devil Rays, the Rangers, been um, and a great baseball mind, by the way. And now is a, a representative to the stars, including Kyle Tucker and Brady Singer. Your boys had a pretty good day yesterday, my friend. How are you? Hey, good, JP. How you doing, man? Good. And you were just out there at the uh, All-Star game with Kyle, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. He, uh, he got selected to the AL team and uh, represented pretty good. So just fun to watch him. It's the second time. Uh, being selected back-to-back years, and it uh, looks like he's off to another hot start here at, after the break. How about how about that game last night, dude? How, was it hard for you? And I know we're, all, we're biased. We like Kyle. Um, he's a hometown hero here. But, my God, I mean, Otani, he's great. I get it. But Kyle Tucker's putting on a show out there. He's one of the greatest players in the game right now, and they barely even talked about him. <laughs> I know. He's definitely very underrated. Um, as far as the national public spotlight, but, you know, the baseball people, the players, the coaches, they all realize it and notice how good he is. Uh, he's just under the radar. He's kind of like our good friend, going Hall of Fame, Fred McGriff. That's right. Just played his career, yeah. Just played his career, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs every year, and, you know, finally Freddie's get the recognition. But, you know, Tucker's going to be that way. He's not flashy. He's just a guy that goes out and plays and puts up numbers and, and helps the team win every day. Probably made a little money last night with that performance he put on, huh? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Astros better uh, <laughs> better keep notice. I'm sure they will. They know what a, they know what a great player they have, and um, you know he's got a couple more years there before he's a free agent. So we'll see what happens. Are you guys talking about a long term deal right now? Buy out a couple of years arbitration? What are we doing here? Come on, agent, let's go. Yeah, yeah, we, we went through the process a little bit last off season. Didn't really get much anywhere. Uh, we actually went to <coughs> went to ARB with them. But other than that, I mean, it's it'll, you know we'll see. We'll probably pick up again this off season and see where they want to take it. How bad is that arbitration deal for the player? Does he have to sit there? What was that That's like brutal. for Kyle? Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's an archaic system. I mean, you gotta, you know, it's just I don't know if it's ever going to change, but. You know, I don't think the teams love to do it. I know the players and, and agents don't love to do it, but it's something you got to fight for and, and make happen and for the player. Um, you see it two different ways. The team sees it one way, and, and they have to, you know, play it the way they want to. We see it another way. So you basically go into a, a room, uh, typically in uh, Arizona or, you know, Florida here, St. Pete, and you talk for an hour, they talk for an hour, and you just go through the process of why you think the player deserves the number that you file, and they – they talk about what they want and what they filed at, and then it's up to three arbitrators to decide on, on who's right. There's no midpoint. Uh, it's either one side's right or one side's wrong. And what did uh, what did Houston have to say that's bad about Kyle Tucker? And how like <laughs> how does Kyle handle it? Just I mean, he has to sit there and listen to it from people that you know tell him they love him, yeah. and then they you know, yeah. for an hour they tell him they hate him. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's one they really didn't have much to say bad about him. They just <laughs> basically that he was just asking for more, more, too much money, and we were just our number was too high. We filed for, and there were some guys that were lower for first time ARB, so they kept pointing towards those guys, and we were pointing towards guys who we thought he was in that elite class with, and trying to push the market for him. So um, we felt we had a great case, um, but the arbitrators kind of saw it one way or the other. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But um, they 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 now have, to have that bonus pool, right? That he'll he got a piece of yep. last year, and he'll get he'll get more this year. I'm guessing, right? Well, that's a pre R bonus pool, so now he's actually in R if he doesn't get it anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah. So all the guys that are before arbitration, they're act, they have access to that. But yeah, he did really well with that last year. That was a good little add on to his uh, salary. I mean, are you surprised that he has been so good so early? Like what he put together last night, I think was indicative of what he is as a player. I mean, power, defense, speed, everything. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know if there's a player other than maybe Otani in this league you know, that's done it for a couple of Melly Dela de Cruz is amazing. I, I get it. But, I mean, I think he's underrated as, a, as an overall tremendous athlete, is he not? Oh, yeah. He's a five-tool player. I mean, it's pretty much him, Mookie Betts. I mean, Mike Trout, when he was rolling good, I mean, he was in that conversation, but there's not many five-tool players that can do everything and play every day and do what he does. I mean, he helps the team win in so many ways. So, yeah, he's a, he's a rare breed in this game, and I think eventually he's going to get paid like it um, when yeah. he's free agent if he gets to that point. But, yeah, you don't find many guys that can help a team hit a home run, steal bases, make plays on defense. Good guy in the clubhouse, great kid. So he, he's a total package for sure. And another one of those guys uh, that – that you represent is a Brady Singer, who we saw yesterday with the Royals. Pretty good game there. Mm -hmm. Really efficient, by the way, against the Rays as well. Yep. You know, he's had some. He made the, the the USA team earlier, which was a good accomplishment. He was really good last season. Maybe some some ups and downs this season, I guess, is what we'll call him. I mean, when you're representing yep. a player like that, that's kind of younger. You know, how is he kind of handling? You know, kind of those ebbs and flows as a young guy in, in the big leagues. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he's doing a great job. He's a competitor. I mean, that's one thing about him. The guy just competes his butt off. He's done it since he was a Gator here in Florida, and, um, you know, he figures out a way to get, get it done. I mean, he's, he went out yesterday and threw seven shutout and then had that, you know, four runs in the eighth or else it would have been unbelievable outing, which it was still great. He got the win, but he seems to always pitch well with the Rays, and uh, maybe there's some scenario there where they try to trade for him. Oh, oh, we break get him some, on their side. We break it some news here. Uh, I'd like to see him in the no, rotation. No. Come on now. No. Uh, I'm just saying the Rays need starting pitching and they I do. don't know if the Royals will make him available, but it'd be a pretty good fit. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. And the Rays wouldn't have to give up a King's ransom like they would for Otani. What do you like talk to me about this Otani deal? What do you know, what are the agents saying? What what's gonna happen here? Like give us some insight. Um on the Otani? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if the, if the Angels, you know, play bad in the next 10 days, let's just call it, and not even, I don't even have that much time anymore. They're going to have to make that decision. I mean, do you get rid of them and, and try to get four or five unbelievable prospects, maybe more? And because I don't think they're going to have a chance to re-sign them. I mean, I, I know they probably have the money, but I just don't know if he is going to want to stay there another 10 years or whatever. Right. So, I mean, if I was a GM and the fan base, I know it'd be hard, but I'd probably try and trade them and just try to load up on, you know, six or seven prospects if I can and rebuild from there and see what happens. Yeah, because he's going to be a free agent. You lose him for nothing, right, if you if you don't right. trade him. Yeah. yeah, you'll just get a compensation draft pick, which not going to do them any good. <laughs> yeah, not really. So what? So mm-hmm. being in that he is a rental, let's just say the Rays, for instance, because, you know, the, there's all this talk that the Rays are in the – in the hunt here, I don't think. I think it's all fantasy. I don't think it's not right. in the Rays' DNA to give up a bunch of players and prospects. That's how they make. That's how Stu makes all his money. He has talented prospects. He gets yep. rid of them, the high money guys, puts brings these guys in, and he keeps you know cash and checks. So I don't. I don't see the Rays doing it. But if you're the Yankees, who don't have a lot of great prospects, I don't. I'm right. not exactly sure. Like, what is it worth giving up five or six great prospects for half a season if you can't re-sign him? Yeah, that's, a, that's a, probably not the best thing to do. I mean, it's a hard one. I would say no on that one. If you think you have a legit chance of signing them, then yeah, I would do it. But other than that, I definitely uh, would hold off on, you know, probably giving away my farm system for one player. Is he worth $60, $70 million a year? I don't know about that much. That's That might be crazy, but... <laughs> that's what they're talking, I would say, right? Yeah, I would, I would say 40 to 50 would be pretty... Uh, what I think he would probably get, but... 60 to 70 would be unbelievable. That would have to be a short-term deal, I would say. Well, yeah. And who do you think who do you think's in the market for, for paying him that much? It's is it just the Dodgers? I mean, the Dodgers are pretty extended already with what who that with who they're paying. It, who is it could it yeah. be Seattle cuz he seems to like playing in Seattle and yeah. like the area? Yeah. Seattle, San Fran's got a lot of money. Uh obviously the Dodgers, Yankees, Giants, yeah. I don't think the Cardinals will be in play, but they, they do have money. Um, Padres, so there's probably about five or six teams that can kind of throw the hammer down if they really wanted to. Do, the, do these teams get a lot of money? Because I've, I've heard that when you have a Japanese player like this, you get um, your region, you can get a regional television deal in Japan or something like this, this over-the-top money that they can get from Japan. Is that something that comes to the team, or does that go to Major League Baseball? Uh, yeah, I don't know much about that one, but it seems like there would be something for a yeah. player like that because the amount of eyeballs in Japan. But yeah, yeah. that's probably there is probably something to that. 
I want to switch gears just a real quick because we were having this discussion before you came on and uh, kind of like MLB broadcast and, and how they kind of, at least how they translate over to like the fan base. And like I was watching the MLB, you were at the game, so you probably didn't see it, but you know, the All-Star Game broadcast was not really well received. And at least the way I took it, you know, you had A-Rod, Jeter, and David Ortiz, and it's, you know, them telling stories about the past. And meanwhile, we have right. you know, arguably the most talent this game has ever had right in front of them. And, you know, we're, we're skipping introductions. The Rays didn't even get introduced. We're not telling people when guys are coming out of the game and who's coming in the game. And I'm having to wonder, like, okay, who's in the game now? I have no idea. I don't even know who's pitching, right? Uh, right. Do you think that baseball has a problem kind of on its hands about, you know, because I like broadcasts who teach me about the game, who really break it down from a national standpoint. Do you think they kind of missed the boat on that a little bit? Yeah, it's the first time I'm actually hearing about that. Um, I was actually at the game, so I didn't get a chance to see kind of what happened there or what the way it was on the telecast but yeah i can understand how that's frustrating to a fan you know you want to you want to know who's in the game who's out of the game you want to hear stories about the guys that are playing you're watching so right yeah i could see uh where that could be an issue that's something that probably they're looking at uh, i gotta imagine jason romano joining us here he uh represents kyle tucker brady singer and i think you got a bunch of other guys that are playing well who else you got give us an update on some of the local cats yeah, Nate, Nate Pearson's doing really well with the uh, Blue Jays. That's right. He's got that back in that bullpen. Doing really well. So, you know, very proud of him. Um, you know, guys in minor league, your boy Tommy Mace is doing well. He got moved up to double A. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, Freddie Tarnock just got called up to the A's. Um, so he's going to be in that bullpen with the Oakland A's now. Um, yeah, Judd Fabian's with the Orioles. He's a Gator product as well. He's, he's doing really good. Jacob Young, he's with the Nationals. So, yeah, a lot of these guys are moving up and about, and, um, you know, it's going to be fun to watch when they all get to the big league together. Uh, and what about our, my FSU guys, uh, the local guys here? Who's that, uh, the third baseman they got? Yeah, yeah, Cameron Smith, um, he's a stud, man. He's up in the Cape Cod League. He uh, just made the all-star team, so he's going to be one of the guys nice. that really going to watch next year. Hopefully he's a first-round pick. Um, great kid. We'll have him on the show one day. You're going to love this guy, but uh, he's, uh, he's going to be a special player for sure. Oh, looking forward to that. Um, and and I, the draft kind of went by me last week. I was on vacation. Uh, your thoughts on the draft? Any of the local kids? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I, again, I wasn't. I didn't have anybody to draft here, so I wasn't too tuned in or part of it. But mm-hmm. I saw the kid from Strawberry Crest went really high. I uh, think to the Blue Jays, <clears throat> so that was good. Um, yeah, but you know, to go one two LSU had those guys Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens go one and two. That's pretty impressive yeah. for a program. Yeah, that's awesome. So they'll build on that, and uh, I think those guys will be great players. All right, partner, uh, what else you got going on here locally? Anything else you want to chat about? Anything else we need to know about the local baseball scene? Um, all good. All. Just, um, yeah, not much. No charity events going on right now. Um, we'll probably kick some up here soon, but you know, always have something going on. But uh, y'all yeah, good for now, but I appreciate you having me on. All right, well, listen, I, I texted Tuck a couple of times. He's ignoring me, so why don't you text him and tell him to come on the show, especially after that performance last night. And we, we'll tell him we're blowing, him we're blowing him up on the show, so he needs to come back on. I did put in my text that this guy can do everything except play golf. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right, partner, thanks, thanks for coming on. Appreciate All right, guys, you have a good day. The great Thank Jason you. Romano right there. Um, yeah, he's got he's got so many young good young players. Yeah, and, and we're just 
spitting them out of here in the local area. I was going to say, the draft did go by you, but like Yari Namalo, the kid from Strawberry Crest, they got drafted uh, Toronto. And the, the other one that got drafted, and these guys sandwiched the Rays, by the way, the Rays pick at 19, um, which was Braden Taylor, the, uh, the third baseman from TCU, who they said, by the way, was a top 10 talent that kind of fell to the Rays at 19. And obviously he's a college prospect, so hopefully that's a guy you see in a couple years instead right. of having to wait four or five years. Right. So we'll see. But the other kid was the Brock Wilkin, which I don't know if you got a chance to see him in the College World Series oh, at, yeah, at Wake yeah. Forest. Yeah, set the, the all, Wake Forest kid, yeah. Set the Wake Forest record, I think an ACC record as well. He played at Bloomingdale High School. Mm-hmm. So we had a Bloomingdale High School and a Strawberry Crest High School both get drafted in the top 20 Damn. this year. And and the kid he just he told he, he mentioned there uh, Freddie Tarnock who was yeah. who was a part of the uh, the Sean Murphy trade he went to Oakland I feel bad for him because he was in the great Poor organization guy. and now he's over there in Oakland Freddie Tarnock actually played at um at I want to say it was Brandon right I want to say and I actually he's the same age as me we're the same grade I played in little league against Freddie Tarnock and I still to this day I don't know if the balls landed. <laughs> uh, when we played, we played them. He played at uh, South Brandon, and I played at Bloomingdale, and we played them in like an all-star regional. And Freddie Tarnock, my goodness! I mean, first pitch of the game, he hit one a dead center, <laughs> over like a big wall, and then he threw like seven shutout against us. So, I got to see Freddie Tarnock, a young Freddie Tarnock, and yeah, he's legit, no yeah. doubt about it. Up close and personal. Yeah, yeah, when we were like twelve and thirteen. There's so much <laughs> talent in this area, but the Rays, you know, I mean, we got McClanahan right. from USF, but. I mean, the players that come through here that the Rays ignore, and I know it's a national, international draft, but my God, you think we could get a little bit of homegrown talent coming well, here? That's why I was like, with the Rays, when the Rays were on the clock, I was like, oh my goodness, I think Namal is still, well, I think Namal might have Whoever's scouting form. this area for the Rays sucks. <laughs> like, I, was, really I was really hoping, I'm like, can we get Namala or can we get Brock Wilkin, just because I want the local flavor. And yeah. I think they had a chance to get both, and they didn't go that direction. But. You, I mean, think of the all-star team you could put together with kids from this area. That, you know. To who's who. Yeah. It's unbelievable, and. You know, maybe when Kyle Tucker becomes a free agent, we get a get a new stadium because he he's going to play in Travicana Field. Yeah, I mean, obviously Jason would fan. obviously Jason would know more of those negotiations, but he he strikes me as a man somewhere between like two thirty and like two sixty over the general over the overall uh, yeah the overall value of that contract. He strikes me somewhere like twenty five to thirty million per mm-hmm. probably for his services. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, he's literally that good a player. And, you know, two-time All-Star now, uh, power, speed, great defense. He kind of goes under the radar on his own team. Yeah. Because you, everybody knows Altuve and Bregman and Jordan. I mean, at some point, at some point, and the Rays, the Ra- listen, to me, this fits perfectly. The Rays get the new stadium in Hillsborough County, right? This year, at the end of this year, their revenues are going to go up by $100 million, if not more, local revenues. What better time than two years from now to go out and sign Kyle Tucker, a homegrown superstar, superstar, who wants to play in Tampa, would love to be in Tampa, and you want to talk about a marriage, and, and that's the guy who's, you know, you're bringing in as your superstar to open a new stadium in Hillsborough County. Hello. It'd be cool. That seems like a pretty good fit, doesn't it? It'd be cool. It'd be really cool. So... Let's, you know, at some point you got to pay a superstar. Why not pay a kid like that, who's proven it? No, the Rays already super the Rays already uh, have a superstar. They have uh, they've invested in. Yeah, well, let's pair him up. 
you know, wander, you know, who's, who, who brings the international, you know, if we, we brings that international flavor and, and obviously a tremendous ball by, player, by shortstop, the, by the way, Kyle if, in right field. By the way, if the Rays some, if somehow acquired a Juan Soto, how much, how do you, wouldn't Scott Boris's head just explode that he'd have Soto and Randy playing for the Rays at the same time for at least the foreseeable future? Yeah. His head would explode. Yeah, I forget, but he's a Boris client. He's a Boris so, client. Yeah, I, that, that trade's not going to happen. Like, I don't know what an agent, like an agent, I'm sure they do have a lot of power, but like, how would how would Boris? I mean, if the Padre, if the if the Rays and Padres strike a deal, how would Boris screw that up? I don't or think he, I don't he? think he can get involved in something like that. I know he's all powerful, but you would think. Yeah. By the way, another name out there that I saw people throwing around, and I'm, I'm only bringing it up because I saw MLB Network was talking about this, and people were talking about it this week because we played the Royals, and they brought up Salvador Perez as a yeah. guy the Rays should yeah. go and get. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that, by the way. And people are saying, well, he's under control for three more years. Yeah, let's talk about under control for $20 million next year, $22 million in 2024 and 2025 for a catcher who's 33 years old. Yeah. I'm going to pass. Still pretty damn good. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> There's better. Well, Twenty-five million for a freaking thirty-six-year-old catcher, no. and once you acquire that guy, you're not trading him again. Yeah, nobody else is gonna take that contract. I'm good. Yeah. yeah How much longer does he have behind the plate? Not too long, but I mean, he could probably play to thirty-six. Of, 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 of all the names out there that have been floating around, respectfully decline. No, thank you. I'm no thank you on that That's one. That's a no thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, we'll take a qu- another quick break, our final break, and then we'll come back. We're going to do a little uh, Bucks talk. I want to get into a couple of videos I saw online that just are mesmerizing. Uh, one involving an alligator, which, of course, I can't stop. Uh, Tanner Janot got a deal. We'll talk about that. Uh, a little bit of golf stuff. And we haven't talked about Wimbledon yesterday. What a match that was. Uh, all that coming up next here, brought to you by the great folks at American Mortgage Service, Scott Fitzgerald, my buddy done three mortgages for me he can do one for you uh, if you're looking for a refi a new uh new home whatever it is they will get the deal done for you lowest fees and they'll do a lot more than just get you a mortgage they'll help you out with your personal finances and get you in the right spot that's uh scott fitzgerald at american mortgage services you can get him by emailing him scott at amstampa.com scott at amstampa.com back in three Hey guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old, it's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well, so do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional, targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477.
That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well. Uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fanstream Sports. All right, we're wrapping things up, folks, as we get close to football season. Jim Courier, Grand Slam champion, will join us uh, Wednesday to talk about this Wimbledon final and the future of uh, American tennis. It was, it was a very eventful 
fortnight uh, for Wimbledon. So he'll join us on Wednesday along with Rich Hollenberg. And uh, as we uh, start ramping things up and football season is going to be really, really big, we're going to have um, – we'll do a lot of good gambling stuff for you guys, have some great guests as we always do. we got Rondé's Hall of Fame coming up, which I will be attending in Canton. So I'll be up there. Uh, we'll do a um, Friday show from up there. That'll be fun. Did you get your creamsicle jersey when it dropped? I know. No. Figured. I did not. But it was, uh, I was on with Loose Cannons last week. Did you see that show we did? I, I did tune in, yes. That was fun. We, 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 we had a lot of fun on that show. Uh, great guys. And uh, those guys are going to join us. One of um, either Stank or Papalate or, or uh, a Samer is going to join us uh, each and every week. Awesome. On Loose Cannons. So we'll do a little uh, cross-pollination there with those guys. Lots of, we're going to, and we, I want to go on that Green Bay trip with them. I really want to I do think, that. I've already, I already told the wife. I said, we're penciling it in. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's going to be cold, which is great. You don't want to go to Lambeau when it's not cold. I want it to snow. Oh, it'll snow. I don't know if it will snow, but it'll be cold enough for it. That's for damn sure. So we're looking forward to a lot of fun stuff coming up uh, in the uh, in the next few months. Uh, this football season is here, baby. Oh, it's here. God, I can't wait. Yes, we made it. Almost. We almost made it. Um, and speaking of Wimbledon, uh what a final yesterday between Alcaraz and Djokovic, full of drama as uh, Djokovic slamming his racket in the fifth set. Uh, the crowd just going against him and then for him and then against him. Uh, it was great theater and tremendous tennis. Boy, Alcaraz, there were times where I was like, I don't think he can do it. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull this off. Pull that, that first set, he got blasted. Uh, just blasted 6-1. And, but I was like, okay, you know, he's just settling in, center court, Wimbledon's first Wimbledon final. This is, you know, it's, a, it's just a different deal. And then, you know, he, he wins the tiebreak, which was huge. That second set tiebreak he wins. And Djokovic had it on his racket. I mean, he had an overhead in that, in that um, I think it was the second set tiebreak, where he just, he got it, and he, he somehow goes for this, like, top spin, half volley, full swinging half volley instead of an overhead was just, just so un-Djokovic-like. Yeah, I, I tell you what, my observation was we talk about why Djokovic is so successful, and the Dahl Federer, you put them in there as well over the years. They just have like the psychological advantage yeah. over all these young guys. In the clutch, clutch moments. In the clutch moments in the yeah. finals. And, man, I, I thought it was the opposite yesterday. I thought Djokovic, I thought, it was, I thought Alcaraz was in his head. And I yeah. think it was because there's so many shots that Djokovic hit and so many rallies where it was like, there's no way anybody else would even get to these balls or return it. Yeah. And, Alcaraz, man, it's like he's just running back and forth and back and forth, full speed. We're like four hours into the match, yeah. and he's doing this. Insane stamina. Michael Chang-esque. Insane I mean, just... stamina. And, and just the power. Like, some of these, like, Djokovic would, would hit it so far to, like, the outside, and he's, like, you know, on the other side of the net, really. And then he just, like, the power coming back, and you heard the crowd go, ooh. His passing shots, Alcaraz's passing shots. So, first of all, he gets into position to hit the powerful passing shots yes. it's just it's like you incredible. could you could tell Djokovic just doesn't have that power no maybe not anymore or just that late in the match Alcaraz had it and I thought that was a difference and then that what, was, what do you call that little shot that he had that he the drop shot the drop shot yeah. that's officially like Federer had that like yeah, which he you which he hit while he's serving for the match oh his, my he gosh a, <laughs> I mean the onions seriously Federer had like you know the backhand and everything yeah. now we have the Alcaraz jo- drop shot yeah. That's going to win him a million majors going forward. He's got he's got it all. He's got power. He's got speed. He's tremendous. He plays tremendous defense, and he turns it to offense so quickly. Um, he's and he seems like a very humble kid. He's yeah. just twenty years old. 
Um, he's the, he's the, he could be. Now we we've said this before, right? But we get these flash in the pans, especially on the women's side. By the way, the women at seventh or eighth straight year were the new champion. Yeah, and this was an unseated, an unseated champion, yeah. and 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 it's unbelievable that nobody had her on their their uh, their board beforehand. I mean, she came out of nowhere. But that's happened a lot in women's tennis now. Yeah. It just seems, and I heard Mary Jo talking about this after. It's like you can, you know, you could look at the draw and take sixty-four and say, and, and just say whoever, you know, on the women's side, somebody could win. This yeah, because I thought lately it's been, you know, Iga Swiatek, the number one player. Right, She's right. been kind of wiping the floor with the women's kind of division lately, and then she went home early, like in like the third or fourth round, yeah. I want to say, yeah, which was kind of uncharacteristic, but it paved the way for a new champion. So. I think it's safe to say there's not really – I think now you can kind of say there's not really a Serena out there that's just going to oh, go out no, and, and no, blow everybody away. No. Well, you thought that about – I thought it was going to be Swiatek. Yeah. Um, and we've had other flashes, like Sharapova, I thought at one point we thought was going to be that. Yeah. Uh, Wozniacki, I thought we thought was going to be that at one point. Didn't happen. For some, you know, it's it's almost like the pressure is too much or the money's too big and they win a couple tournaments and then they're gone. It's probably, not, just, probably just a lot more parity on that side than there has been on the men's. But Alcaraz seems like he might have staying power. He seems like he might have staying power. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, how long has it been? Like, Djokovic has won 23 and major titles. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of there was there's only like two or three guys that have broken through in a major in the last 20 years that aren't Nadal, Federer. Well, Andy or, Murray. Andy Murray. Um, has Medvedev won one yet? the Open in 09. Has Medvedev won one yet? Yeah. Yeah, he did. All right. Um, I think. Uh, but it's just, it's been so dominant. No young players. And we got to talk about the um, kid from Wake Forest, uh, Eubanks. You, Christian Eubanks. Yeah. Who looks like our best hope for an American to break through. Wow. And it seems like he's really, you know, he he just, you know, he almost quit the game. Almost quit the game. Was announcing. Was doing mm-hmm. announcing. But he said it, it you know, it, it, watching the game and analyzing the game helped his own game. And he's boy, he's got talent. He he's got the talent to win at Wimbledon. He's got the talent and the frame to win at Wimbledon. And it seems like now he's turned the corner. So a lot of good stuff. We'll talk about all of this with Jim Courier on Wednesday. It's been a long time since we've had him on the show. He's just a tremendous guest. So if you have any interest in tennis, uh, join us on, on Wednesday for that. Uh, yes, Nick mentioned also intern Nick and Rob. Great moment from last week's draft. Rob Manfred getting booed unmercifully. <laughs> And as I put on Twitter, uh, this was the reception that he would get for his handling of the Ray Stadium situation. Um, so that was cool. Um, what else did we? Oh, um, from the Bucks standpoint, Tom Brady, Antoine Winfield Jr. floated this on the Richard Sherman podcast that he wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks were courting Tom Brady and bringing him back. There's absolutely no that this makes no sense to me whatsoever. No. With the with the as as the Bucks have moved on, it, it's just it can't be a thing. It just can't be a thing. Yeah, and by the but way, this whole Peter Creamsicle thing—I mean, this Creamsicle jersey—with them putting Brady out like that was weird. Why? Why? Because because he's not playing for the Bucks anymore, supposedly. But they're selling Rondé jerseys. You got a problem with that? No, he's going into the Hall of Fame. It's topical. He play, and he, <laughs> Brady's and he, not topical. And he huh? play, and he played in the Creamsicles. So yeah. But just out of, I mean, you'll, you'll sell a lot of them, I guess. But yeah, that—that's all it is. It's a, 
The money grab. I, 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 I promise I, you. Why would you buy it? But I don't know why. You, Brady never wore it. He never wore the cream. I don't, I don't get the whole damn buying jerseys or anything. So I'm the last one that should be talking about this. So, so fill me in why people why, why Brady's was the highest selling. It's fill Tom freaking Brady. Okay. Tom Brady was the highest selling jersey for 20 years, and he played in one. He played in one team. LeBron's the highest selling jersey every year, and he's been around for 20 something years. It just happens that way. They're the high, They're the biggest <laughs> ranking players. He's always going to sell out like that. All right. The early returns in our poll, uh, which is with Antoine Winfield Jr. floating the possibility of a Tom Brady return. The question is, do Buck fans even want Brady back after last season? Fifty-five percent said yes, without a doubt. No, definitely not. 45%. But we got 22 hours left, so let's talk about this poll tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'll just, so jump, I'll just jump on there and, and vote. I'll just chime in right now. The answer is no. It's absolutely not. Not because I don't think Tom Brady couldn't play. Unlike, I think we disagree there, probably. But just look at the offense that they're going to be running. Tom Brady doesn't fit the offense. Exactly. They're running. You want Tom Brady bootlegging and, and, wag- and all those things? Waggling. He ain't doing that. No. He can't do it. No. He can't do it. No. There's nothing wrong with saying that. No. This time is, look, it come, there comes I just a wish, time for everybody. And if you didn't see that last year, I, I really, he even admitted he didn't want to get I, hit. I just really wish Winfield wouldn't have said this because this just, it becomes that Dodd guy on Twitter just puts that thing know, out there and it, everybody runs with it. I, heard, I didn't even listen to the interview, but I heard that it was like him saying it almost as a joke. All right. We also have.